0: Okay, uh, this is another podcast uh, to help you with your GCC product design. Uh, This one's about human factors in design. Okay, um, products are designed for different users and those users might have special and specialized needs. Uh, An example might be people with particular disabilities or physical weaknesses. Uh, Products designed for them, that type of design, we call it inclusive design, which means that it can include lots of people. A good example might be uh, for blind people, you'll often see uh, lift buttons uh, with little braille fingertip signs. Have a look in the school see if you can find them. Uh, You might also hear the audible signal when you cross the road. Uh, You can see the green man on the traffic light but some people can't. Some people such as old people might uh, need things without such small fingertip control as you use for instance Uh, large buttons on a TV remote or a phone. Obviously if you look around the school or public buildings you'll see lots of modifications and different designs for uh, people in wheelchairs. Um, When you walk into uh, the school, down the main steps, you'll see a handrail. The handrail isn't for you, it's for people with uh, less physical capabilities than you. All that stuff is called inclusive design. Uh, it might include designing things with pictures instead of uh, words for people that can't read on the instructions. Other human factors in design might mean designing things for different cultures. For instance, if you went and looked at a Japanese home, you might find that the uh, furniture is completely different to in your house. You might find that people are a lot used to, more used to sitting nearer the floor, and the tables might be lower down. Uh, We're quite unusual in uh, Western homes in that people walk into houses and keep their shoes on sometimes the whole evening whereas that would be considered uh, unpleasant and dirty in uh, most other cultures in the world. Uh, The part of um, design and product design where these different cultural needs is most obvious is in food. Uh, almost every part of the world eats different food depending on culture and style, sometimes depending on religion, and sometimes depending on what sort of stuff's available. Uh, for instance, we eat a lot of meat and dairy products, and in the Far East you won't find many dairy products. Some countries eat hardly any meat. Some people eat hardly any meat because of ethical and religious reasons, and sometimes just because it's very expensive and it's not available. Most parts of the world wear different types of clothes. Sometimes this is because it's hotter or colder, and sometimes because it's a different culture. Sometimes uh, cultures require uh, people, women for instance, to be covered up more than they are here. That is assuming you're listening to this podcast in London while I'm recording it. Mostly when we think of podcasts, we think of uh, ergonomics and the way we hold a product or sit on it or ride it or wear it and the way it fits our bodies. Um, It's not a new concept. It's been around for a long time. For instance, uh, a tool or a suit of armour 500 years ago would obviously be made comfortably to fit the human body. Uh, But the uh, science of ergonomics really started to come into its own Uh, During the Second World War when uh, they found that a fighter pilot would stay alive a lot longer if the cockpit was designed closely to fit around his body and he could see out and he could see his controls and uh, he could climb out easily if he was in trouble and um, everything was close to hand. I know that seems very obvious nowadays if you sit in a modern car where everything's so closely designed around the human body and comfort of the gear lever and the steering wheel and where all the uh, controls are and the visible uh, instruments uh, to people. A hundred years ago, obviously, that would have seemed extremely space age. A wonderful example of ergonomics in your home is if you uh, have a PlayStation or an Xbox and you pick up the controller, it fits snugly into your hand with all the fingers being able to control the right buttons and uh, quickly become instinctive which button to use in which situation. Go into the kitchen you'll find a great number of products designed ergonomically from saucepan handles to knives and forks to the handle of a kettle to uh, most of the things in a kitchen drawer. Go and have a look uh, if you're um, not sure. A wonderful example of a product that's designed to fit around the human body is the modern bicycle. Uh, if you sit on one you'll find the saddle fits um, your backside and uh, hopefully your feet should reach the pedals and you'll be sitting in a comfortable position with your thumbs easily be able to get to the gear levers and uh, switch on the lights if you've got a light and um, generally steer the bike. People are different sizes though, so uh, they range from really, really short people uh, to people up to, well, what I would have called seven foot tall and they can't ride the same bike or they can't sit in the same airplane seat comfortably. Designers use a set of measurements to get the uh, airplane seat or the bike or just your seat in your classroom to be the right size. These are called anthropometrics. Obviously not everyone measures the same, but detailed measurements are kept on anthropometric tables for most people ranging from uh, average adults, children, teenagers, old people, young people, men, women. if manufacturers tried to make something that would fit absolutely everybody it would often be really difficult. So generally they go for most people and this may be 90% of the target market. So the very, very tall people, maybe the sort of giants, seven foot high, might find that furniture is uncomfortable might find that it's difficult to get a bike to fit them and might find that an aeroplane suit is very uncomfortable. Also very very short people might find their feet don't reach the pedal or they find that uh, furniture isn't exactly made for them. Designers take a decision that these people are a very small minority and it will be cheaper to make things just to fit the 90%. So they tend to go for the 90 percentile um, most people and the 5th and 95th percentiles tend not to be catered for a great deal except for if you buy products specially made for them. So to sum up human factors, stuff you might need to know about. Uh, Making things to fit specialised users is called inclusive design. This could be making things for disabled people or blind people or people with uh, special needs of some sort or other. People have different cultural needs and this could be expressed in different types of clothes or diet or furniture in different parts of the world. Ergonomics is the science of making products fit the human body, for instance a comfortable rucksack or a pair of glasses that fit on the face. And anthropometrics is the the measurements of the human body, very important for designers to know about if they're going to design furniture, bicycles, sports equipment and other products. And uh, designers tend to go for 90% of people that fit into average sizes. And often the 5th percentile and the 95th percentile won't be catered for very well. That's Human Factors. Uh, Make sure you read the textbook to uh, fully understand this podcast. Thank you for listening.